0: You are on the theological hotline. How can I make you hot?
1: Ah, yes, dear friends. Welcome to the Hour of Slack. Number 1,370-something.
2: And may this hour of slack be the most slackful of all the hours heretofore and forthwith. Your time of listening is now your time of deep, relaxing slack. Slack is the soft voice, slack the luminous cloud. We in our slack rejoice. And thence comes all the charms or ear or sight, all melodies the echo of that voice, all colors a suffusion of that light. And though the exists once more withheld the lights of their countenance from the helpful, hopeful, upturned faces of the ex-day postulants, we have not even been challenged, nay, rather than that, our faith has been reinforced even more so that we are truly the children, the warriors. Of J.R. Bob Dogs. Praise God. But not the worriers. Uh, we're not the worriers of J.R. Bob Dobbs. We're not worried because we have faith in the ultimate success of our mission, the nameless mission, a small part of which is to bring you broadcasting opportunities such as this one, where you and we can participate together victoriously in what we call the hour of slack.
1: (laughs) That actually hurt my Adam's apple. I have done that so many times in the
2: last few days. I've developed a bruise on my throat. In Adam's fall, we sinned all. And the bruise on the throat, which the bobcaster feels is only cognate to the bruise on the heel given by that old serpent, Satan. Yes, the adversary, the evil one, was nipping at the heels of the faithful at Exte, But even Old Sequo, most monstrous denizen of the watery depths, took only four minor victims when we expected a holocaust of many, including even the most faithful, perhaps the Locals had fed him the sacrifices which, according to Native American tradition, are his due, but perhaps he, like the holiday itself, decided, for no reason that could be named, to be kind and forbearing, and to have the faith, the faith in Bob.
3: Okay,
1: woman, I'll go down. People. I mean,
3: yeah, people, you know. But not, uh, not this is this is the damn thing I've ever heard of. Who are the overlords?
1: Corporations themselves receive corporate welfare, corporate television, corporate money, they're corporate fascists, it's all true. yes dear friends welcome to hour of slack number 1515 1515 that's how many shows Uh, that's too many but we're gonna do it we're gonna do another one anyway and uh i do have something unusual in front of me tonight it is a book a great, big, thick, black book, the, uh, a hardcover. It came to the sacred post office box of the church. I sort of was expecting it, but I, I couldn't believe it when I saw it. It is, um, the title of this book is, Rhetorical Ripples, The Church of the Subgenius, Kenneth Burke and comic symbolic tinkering by, well, for hour of slack purposes, we'll call him uh, Reverend uh, Lee Cipher, Ph.D. And this giant book is this guy's dissertation in partial fulfillment of a Ph.D. requirement in media, art, and text. And I won't embarrass the huge university. And the guy did get his PhD or he got his doctorate or whatever he was getting, this this <laughs> ruse of his worked. There have not been many academic studies of the Church of the Subgenius, although he does mention them, and they're kind of interesting because one of them really didn't like it. <laughs> Thought we were deliberately stupid. And we are, but that's not all we are. Anyway, I'm gonna read some of this because I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe how seriously somebody was taking uh, our spaz church of macho irony. But as it says here, Humor has long been an effective way to engage difficult socio-political topics in a way that avoids polemical confrontation and provides opportunity for pleasure, catharsis, and self knowledge. <laughs> In the context of today's polarized politics and protest, creative satirical performance that deploys symbolic tinkering can provide a comic frame of reference that, according to Kenneth Burke, more effectively conveys its message while providing reflexive insight. The s- Now, I don't understand this word satirical. I'll have to look that up. The satirical (laughs) Church of the Subgenius naturally practices this rhetorical frame in their multimedia creations. Using the lens of Burke's Attitudes Toward History, this essay is an analysis of subgenius rhetoric with a focus on their Hour of Slack live radio program and the book Revelation X, to provide an informative example of Burke's comic frame applied, and clarify the nature of its utility by exploring the rhetorical impact of the Church of the Subgenius and the relevance of its, quote, comic corrective, unquote. Politically cynical, subgeni are, actually that should be pronounced subgenie. Politically cynical, subgenii are, ne- nevertheless, keen cultural critics whose sophisticated use of a complex comic rhetoric warrants more serious attention. And then he uh, sh- quotes quite a bit of uh, art, or graphics, and, and slogans from our material, such as J.R. Bob Dobbs' great statement, You'll pay to know what you really think. Or as it says in subgenius pamphlet number one, our creed, orthodoxy, is the only heresy. And as Ruckert said in Encounters with Kenneth Kenneth Burke, the most serious truths can be coached into jokes. Now don't worry, I'm not going to read this entire book.
0: I should hope not, it's quite thick.
1: Oh, yeah, it's a great book, a great it tome. It is a great book. Great it, in size.
0: It, but it, it is very impressive looking.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, It's um, and for the most part, although it's hard for me to understand the big words, I kind of agree with them. Although I don't know what, I really don't know what he <laughs> means by rhetoric at all. Anyway, here's some more of it. Burke's initial connection. Written in 1937, Kenneth Burke's observation above about the utility of the comic frame to promote maximum consciousness is even more relevant and necessary in 2014 as our world is rapidly connecting and transforming via new protein communication technologies, most notably the web, smartphones and social media. While these astonishing new tools have sparked revolutions and helped to hold power accountable, We have yet to transcend our foibles. The world remains at the mercy of unaccountable power, deadly conflict, environmental degradation, and increasing socioeconomic disparity. Burke addresses these issues directly in his writing, and they are also central targets of the subgenius... Satire, oh, I'll have to look that up, <laughs> which, in spite of its non activist nature, has nevertheless had a subtle but surprising impact on popular culture and civic discourse. The Church of the Subgenius is worth our attention for its evolving protean narrative, its unschooled use of Burke's sophisticated rhetoric. We got the unschooled part right. (laughs) It's keenly targeted cultural critiques. I'll have to look for those in our material. And perhaps most importantly, for its insistent valorization of sufficient leisure for unfettered creativity and its modeling of creative improvisation that is motivated more by pleasure than by profit or politics. I hope the powerful utility of the comic frame and the crucial necessity of free creative exercise will become clear in the following pages. Wrestling power to account with humor and the personal development of strong creative skills may be two of the most valuable and hopeful survival tools we can deploy in our rapidly changing 21st century. Wow. And, uh yes that's just uh, page one and two there's a lot of stuff in this b- big book uh, there's a lot of quotes from me I guess he interviewed me a couple of times I vaguely remember that he actually came to Wisteria during a Starwood and interviewed me I would call that a
0: tome
1: yeah and he did a survey of Hour of Slack listeners well here's a picture of Philo and me at Burning Man in the year 2000 at yeah, pretty? very pretty there's there's color here's a reprint of buck the former pastor buck naked's little newsletter which he called hour of slack and um in the fall of 1984 we got the radio show in 85 but uh yeah uh, uh, you can't see this and so i'm not going to show you the pictures Although it is really a strange thing for, oh my God, there's my ex-wife belly dancing at X Day. <laughs> mm. Strange, strange, strange. Uh, eh, well, him, aha, oh. Yeah, and I, I, I thought I, 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 my I, I, church was bad. Okay. Praise Reverend Cipher. Yeah, um, uh, yeah it's it's funny. I, I was reading all these highfalutin things about how wonderful we are and and how strange and weird that man is who is called Lonesome Cowboy Dave.
3: If you can hear me, can you hear me?
1: Yes, I
3: you're can. here. Oh, that's wonderful, because I was going to ask we if you'd do me a favor.
0: I'd even do you a flavor. What is it?
3: Um, Sometimes you could say, hello, you're on the theological hotline. How can I make you hot? Only do
1: Real sexy <laughs> So it sounds no, like it's right next- it Now you're you're on the theological hotline.
0: Hello, you're on the theological hotline. How can I help you? Can I do something
3: hot? No, no. It's how can I make you hot? How
0: can I make you hot?
1: No. Take two. Take three. Take three. They're small.
3: Can I do that again? Well oh, just one more time? I know I'm done, really, but I can do one better. Just one better.
1: No, she was the one who's going to do it. Here, okay. I, I wrote her a
0: script. He's written my script for me now.
1: I have the power, the power of pen and paper. That's because you're her suit, young man. You have oh, hair okay, stand by. We're, we're going to do your t- body. Here, stand by. I'm pulling music now. and we'll do take one.
0: You're on the theological hotline. How can I make you hot?
1: Uh, do, 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 do that one more time A little bit slower
0: A little bit more slowly Yeah, a, a little slowly. breathier
1: Yeah, it's a lot it's a little, really juicy and stuff man. You
0: are on the theological hotline How can I make
1: you hot? Okay That's a wrap That's a wrap <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'll have a chicken wrap and a pork wrap that's yeah, a that's thinking, a rap, and wrap some bacon I was around about it. clear foil. I'm sorry uh, uh, that's a rap song, a rap sandwich yeah, song you could you could sample that and put sandwiches on it and
3: just describe everything that's going on in the world because it, none of it makes any sense to begin with. You could just perfectly just describe any I'm sorry. That's a, I read that,
1: that, that phrase, nothing makes any sense anyway, earlier in this book I was reading. It was a book about the Church of the Subgenius, Dave. I just got it in the mail. There's only two copies that I know of in existence. But this guy, uh, Reverend Lee Cipher in Virginia, wrote his Ph.D. dissertation book about the Church cool. of the Subgenius. And he sent me a hardbound copy of it. And it's oh, not great. terrible. It's actually pretty cool. No, it's really pretty. I couldn't cool. understand the hiding her hair of the fancy wordage, but it has lots of good pictures. Well, look here, Dave. Here's a pic here's a letter from R. Crumb. down at the bottom. God, it's so lame. Well keep on bobbin. And he and an R. Crumb <laughs> drawing of Bob Dobbs saying Hup ho in his keep on trucking uh thing. In in the book? Yeah, it's in the book. Yes. And here's a, here's a... He's reprinted a letter. Well, I, I, I saved our famous people letters after they became famous, before I threw them away. <laughs> and Well, here's one from Ken Kesey. Ken Kesey said in July of 1982... Attention all you sub-geni who claim to represent Bob. You are taking yourselves and your religion entirely too seriously. I used to love reading The Stark Fist, but with your new issue, more than 50 pages, you have invaded the realm of wretched excess. It now takes up (laughs) all of my slack time to stagger through this voluminous rag. Slack off. Dobbs would understand my dilemma. Surely a few pages would suffice. Suffice. Wishing you luck, the reverend hardly visible. P.S. I'm enclosing money. And he scotch-taped four pennies. And that was the <laughs> late Ken Kesey. Uh-huh. Oh, no, these relics of antiquity need to go
3: in the sacrosanct areas of the churches and compounds deep in South America, where the monkeys hide and the children play in the trees and argue with each other voluminously.
1: Well, all, all of this of historical stuff... Of Yes, yes, yes? It's questions of theology. I'm sorry. Theological. You're you're on the theological hotline. How can I make you hot? (laughs) (laughs) Here's a postcard from Mark Mothersbaugh of Devo. Wow. Yeah, it's, yeah, the back when we were famous and famous people paid attention to us. That was cool back in those days.
3: But I could see your house, though, with luminarias and stuff like that all over the place and little votive candles. And here's here's a framed autograph from um, so-and-so, so-and-so. He said, keep, keep uh, uh, uh,
1: on... Uh, you, know, you know who uh, I do have a framed autograph uh, of? Ray Jane Harryhausen. Mm-hmm. Ray Harryhausen, the great stop-motion animator. Yes, well, we do. Awesome. It's framed...
3: That is some V right there, buddy. Well, Keep notice I didn't pocket, I too, didn't frame
1: so. the letters from R. Crumb or Ken Kesey or, no. or Mother's Bar, or David Byrne. I I framed the the we framed the Jack Chick comic posters and oh, uh, nice. the Susie the Flusie artwork.
0: And I framed I, I, the Oingo Boingo fellows. Oh, that's right, uh, yeah,
1: Danny Elfman. Elfman's um, sig-
0: uh, autographed photo. I. I framed that.
1: And I framed... It's King. a frame. It's a frame-up. It's a frame-up. You frame frame up. framed Elfman. Ding, ding, yep. Ding, ding, he didn't really write any of that repetitive music.
3: <laughs> <laughs> frame-up. Starring
1: Wins Hardware and Jim Slamy. Yep. Back, back in them days, back when Bob was famous, we was riding high. And I do mean high. This was the 80s, Remember? Everything goes back in the 80s. Everything did go. It went away. All our money, our fame, my voice. Now I talk like Bill Clinton. Just a poor old washed up (laughs) old
3: adulterer. What everybody everybody wants to know and what what the listening audience wants to hear is uh, why you sound like Bill Clinton and why you've chosen that as some sort of icon to live out your macrimony. And one other thing, you, you refer to yourself in the very beginning as shot and spent back in the 1980s when everybody knows you just have not uh, capitalized on your fame very well.
1: Linda? Uh, I mean, uh, well, you, what, you mean the fact that I don't answer letters from famous people and hide from the telephone and never go to parties? And, but I'm not Bob. Bob does all of that stuff. I'm just a scribe. I'm supposed to sit in the office with a hunchback in a <laughs> garret uh, v- assembling ministerial packets to mail out to subgeniuses, which reminds me I have to do that very thing starting tomorrow.
0: And carefully documenting
1: everything
0: that happens.
1: Now, we need what we need, Dave, is a chimpanzee <laughs> to do most Murder. of the work that, that I do. Oh, I
3: thought you meant to do a chimpanzee voice, and I haven't been able to do chimp voices
1: <laughs> Oh, wow. I learned that from Cheetah.
3: <laughs> was that you or we?
1: No, that was no, me. that was him. That was, well, that it was, was Cheetah. I was channeling the great spirit of Cheetah. The inimitable imitator. The arm ripper <laughs> offer of
3: Ringling Brother. <coughs> 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 wow. <laughs> In Town, USA.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can channel these uh, different dead things. these different artifacts so you can reconstruct yeah, a, in your a, mind? I'm a spirit medium. Yeah, I'm not just making this stuff up, you see. these uh, The medium spirits are brother. speaking through me. They're thousands <laughs> of years old. The elder brothers and sisters of the goddesshood of the hidden mountain are speaking through me, and I'm channeling their uh, homeopathic wisdom. Well, I don't know. Water that's has a memory. Crude. Did you know that? Yeah. Uh, water has
3: memory?
1: Yeah, water oh, yeah, has that's, a memory. Yeah. Well, that's the, that's the
3: premise for storing information in water like in rollerball. Do you I'm remember that a new age rollerball?
1: homeopath. Water has a memory. See, if you put one <laughs> molecule of medicine in it, why, then you can sell tiny, tiny jars of it for thousands of dollars because it has medicine in it. Because water remembers. (laughs) I saw that in a movie called What the Bleep Do We Know? And that movie proved what the makers of the movie know, which was a bunch of hogwash. You see, I'm uh, adherent of the forbidden sciences, not the allowed sciences or the quiet sciences, but the... what the arcane truths
3: what what are they explain in detail if you have them at your if you if you have five think of your
1: orflex um explain it in detail isn't that what we've been doing for the last 35 years for an hour a week explaining or at least teasing hinting at the arcane secrets that's what i thought Or
3: going so deep that perhaps fracking is not a solution or a reverse or um, whatever you call it. Injection. An injection into another planetary sphere would be nice too, but you hear everybody speak of that lately. You hear all the big uh, big humdrums and the, the fat waves on various radio shows using your expressions freely.
1: The pundits no and punsters. The pundits and punsters, and what they don't clover
3: in their own memories can't be given anywhere else. You know, there's no sucre or bomb of Gilead coming from those breasts. They're, they're just feeding us a bunch of. Uh, oh, it's bad to say it.
1: Lone cow, Dave. Don't you know what they're doing to yourself?
3: Of course, I remember that. It was, uh, I think it was 1974 in the backyard and my grandmother's house.
1: No, it was in the back seat of your grandmother's car with Reverend Reverend Televangela. Remember Reverend (laughs) Televangela? Uh, Yes. She was very pretty. The car is not in the yard, though, (laughs) because
3: it certainly is. For all intents and purposes, you know, you live in the
1: car in the back of the house. We'll all live in the car in the back of the house soon, Dave. Behind the (laughs) rich man's house. We live in the abandoned car behind the rich man's house. That's the the fate of what was once the middle class.
3: We'll live in a bog among the reeds, Paul. That'll be about it. Just a a little sphincter movement to the right, a little sphincter movement to the left. Everything's fine and settle back into the grit of post-urban society. Whatever this is this transhumanistic. <laughs> hey, did you ever read uh, Bill McKibben? No. He'll make you cry. Well, I'll drop that right there. he make oh, you cry? This
1: well, one. Um, those who can do, those who can't teach, those who can't teach become cultural uh, critics. <laughs> there, how's that?
3: <laughs> well, um, uh, that's, that's perfect, but well, it still doesn't make The reason any real I mention that, in, way that we...
1: in this book about the Church of the Subgenius, they, the guy said that there um. there hadn't been a lot of ac- academic coverage of the church, but some of it was negative. Okay, here it This is good. You'll like this. <clears throat> oh, it's from the book. I'm sorry. Yeah, Chapter Three yes. Academic Responses A Brief Survey of the Literature. Uh. In contrast to the occasionally alarmed attention of law enforcement to the Church of the Subgenius, academia has hardly bothered to take a second look at Bob. Until the 2010 publication of Carol Cusack's Invented Religions, Imagination, Fiction, and Faith, there had been very little serious examination of the Church of the Subgenius. As Cusack notes in her work, quote, most critics are hostile in the sense that they are certain that the Church of the Subgenius is a childish prank and nothing more, unquote. A few references that can be found, the few references that can be found are usually brief and dismissive. For example, Paul Mann's May 1995, Postmodern culture essay, Stupid Undergrounds, describes the Church of the Subgenius as, quote, worthless, expansive, and aggressively sophomoric in his criticism of various underground challenges to traditional rationality. Cusack also notes Mann's scathing assessment of the Church of Subgenius, writing that he has, quote, foamed at the mouth over J.R. Bob Dobbs, and dismisses the impact of their satire. Now, here's the funny part. I looked up this guy, Paul Mann, in Wikipedia, and he's not in there. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't considered notable enough to be in Wikipedia. But guess who is? Reverend Ivan Stang. How about that? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And, and Dr. Philo Drummond. And then, as soon as you die, they'll put your name in there too, Dave. Well, I'm already dead, so like, let's give it a try. Okay, that's you know? let's, let's it. That's it. I'm a, we can... I
3: mean, why not live each day if you already died a couple of weeks ago and smell the same way? My my theory about the whole thing is, you're not really
1: depopulating. You're un, you're undulating to a different rhythm. You know what I'm, what I'm trying to say? Yeah, man. You're like you're not depopulating. Like, you're undulating to a different rhythm. It's all, that's all a household branching. knowledge. That's a, that's more than a nose too. It's
3: about, it goes far, far into space. You know, the vibrations and waves go on forever. Every stupid vibration is made because everything's constantly making stupid vibrations, goes on forever. What a blight on the universe.
1: Maybe. Well, anyway, I just thought it was funny that that cultural critic of postmodernism never did anything worth listing in Wikipedia or anywhere else. I typed his name in and there were about 10 notable Paul Manns, but they weren't him. (laughs) (laughs) Though Mann's complaint seems to miss the complexity of subgenius parody, he also seems offended by the energy of the subgenius's voluntary creative participation in collective critique. Quote, oh, this is good. The cult of Dobbs crystallizes a rabid over-participation in the stupid spectacle of the (laughs) real that goes far beyond any blank parody or postmodern pastiche. In an... Uh, then, then our, our friend goes on, in an age that has been noted for increasing isolation and disengagement, participation seems an odd thing to condemn. As subgenius history reveals, the rhetorical performance of the church can sometimes evoke passionate, if misguided, responses, like when that guy killed that person at one time. And they have not been limited to mere academic polemics. And then he, he goes to some other booky person said, oh, the Haverford Journal essay, quote, The New Traditionalists, beaujolard Devo, and the Postmodern de of the Simulation. This, he focuses on <laughs> rhetoric to describe subgenius impact on Devo. The pseudo-religious organization's rhetoric forms yet another pillar of Devo's de-evolutionary pho- philosophy. The church is an artificial post-modern religion that ordains priests, such as founding Devo member Mark Mothersbaugh, at the low, low price of $29.95. <laughs> we never did that. We never sold memberships for 29.95. No, it's always been 29.96. Yeah no, so it's always been round no we actually we round them off because it's hard for us to do the math. Well, are you supposed to be doubting the credibility of somebody who did a thesis about you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, is this Paul? Is, <laughs> yeah. Is
3: this Paul Mann existing, or is he, like, are you going oh, to have to go well, I'm sure he's, search he's, through literary journals? Because there's a lot of people named Paul Mann. You wouldn't expect him to appear in Wikipedia. But he might appear in the Langford College uh, review of uh, photojournalistic essays on bubic uh, hairs and formations <laughs> in the nearby rock structures. Or something, and then you know they got all that stuff. Like they talk about, you know, like you were just saying.
1: Well, I got one thing to say. You got to fight the man. journals. Fight Who the man. <laughs> man? <laughs> fight Paul Man. Actually, I'm sure he's dead by now. Uh. No, he might
3: be on his. He might be sailing his sailboat around Negative Harbor, someplace where the luminaries don't shine. You know, uh, just to hang in his head in shame and then going around hoping for tenure. Which is more than
1: five-year. <laughs> well, apparently we have been mentioned in a whole bunch more books. We were mentioned in Magic Rhetoric and Literacy by William A. Covino. You googled that one successfully? Uh, no, I haven't bothered with most of these other ones because they bothered. liked us. They thought we were funny. A world of fantasy gone wild, and they spell fantasy with a ph. Mm-hmm. A protean sophistry uh, okay. (laughs) You don't need to say that in a scientific journal. Jeez, oh man, those guys are rough on each other. Oh, Princess Wee, you'll like this one. Listen to this line. In a unique observation, Covino demonstrates some interesting rhetorical parallels between the description of Bob from the Book of the Subgenius and a contemporary description of the goddess by author-activist Starhawk. Oh my... Yeah, so this guy compares us to Starhawk's goddess. We compared Bob's description to Starhawk's interesting statements about some fictitious goddess.
0: I see. The it's who. very, very interesting. Oh, and,
1: and there's a parallel with Marcuse's great refusal countering the commodification of culture. <laughs> a riotous oh, a acknowledgement. Of fought in the part <laughs> Spanish
3: Civil War. I remember that. The part where Stan was a hero in the Spanish Civil War where he saved a bunch of American volunteers by washing tampons and putting strange
1: articles in his eyes, ears and nose. Oh, here's a good one. This is a real good one. Uh, it seems Covino's final analysis of the church is tainted by the hyperbolic observations of former subgenius Jay Kinney as recorded in the fall 86 issue of Whole Earth Review. Kinney fears that, now get this, quote, the church's widespread cynicism is a license for widespread hatred and that, quote, the church's absolute cynicism is tantamount to fascism. Now the funny thing is... I know Jay Kinney. He's a little friend of ours. He was the guy who first put us in touch with our crime. And, Jace, of, and Paul Maverick. Jay was kidding. Letters, funny letters. This, the, the, the statement about the church that these academics have been quoting for 25 years was written like the church itself in jest. Jay mm-hmm. Kinney <laughs> was kidding. <laughs> and these academics have... Uh, uh, I, I, it's... They're academics. Yeah, right. What can you yeah, say? Well, what you can know, you say? they're half and half just like
3: everything else, like the authorities and the anti-authorities. The half of them are into it to be do good things and get stuff out there, and the other half are just... You know, have they to learned get... how to speak this way, and just like... They still had to do a lot of work. And it was probably fun for them, and they are real jerk off. No, never mind. I
1: I went too far off one cringe. Among academic responses, Carol Cusack's Invented Religions represents the first thorough and thoughtful analysis of the Church of the Subgenius, making it a central text in my brief review of the literature. Nevertheless, Cusack argues that, in the context of 17th century English ranters, the Church has a, quote, legitimate pedigree in the history of Western religion. One that stresses anarchic protest, sensual indulgence, and innate divinity. I think what Mm -hmm. they meant was divine
3: inanity. (laughs) I
1: I thought it it was was diddling inanity. I think there was a misprint in here.
3: Oh, I thought you were offering sexual amenities. That's how how bad my hearing is going right lately. I think it's from putting tobacco scars.
1: Right in there, you know, where it isn't really. uh, You stuck it in your ear, didn't you, Dave? They told you not to. Well, they said if you put those nails, they said, Dave, if you put those nails in your ear, we're not going to let you watch TV in the group room anymore.
3: Have you ever watched the plasma grow in the group room? Have you, have you ever seen the
1: plants wave to you and then start to bark softly in the wind? No, I was mm-hmm. never locked up in a mental institution like you were, Dave.
3: I was not locked up there. I was there of my own free will, and I could come and go as I please. And I just chose to not be held and dragged down to the ground and beaten up by people with
1: street jackets. Stop, as the great man so, yeah. once said. Stop abusing that substance, abuser. Now, baby. Oh, that is one of
3: my favorite yep. songs, especially in Quebec nowadays, where everybody, you know, gets silly on the Church of the Subgenius and everything we got like that there, you know. I think oh, God, man. God got
1: mad at Tibet. No, no, it was Nepal. God, oh, man, he put the hammer the, uh, down. The hell out there, you know? Those people and? must have done something, re- they must have legalized gay marriage or something. In Nepal, because they... The, did you hear about that, Princess Wee, about the terrible earthquake? Oh,
0: fight? yes, it shook Mount yes. Everest. yes,
1: I it, did. Yes, it shook Mount Everest, and a bunch of rich people got killed that it were climbing no. Mount Everest. Yeah, <laughs> two Americans who probably would still be alive if they'd never been rich and successful enough to live their lifelong dream of climbing Mount Everest, which, of course, ended their life, because happened to climb it on the day when the big earthquake happened. Well, they've
3: turned it into a tourist event where, like, you know, your helicopter about three-quarters of the way up there. So you're just taking a walk in a place real close to the crest. And then, you know, if you're one of the... A climber who has a a Sherpa with him, then you can go all the way up and put your, you know, your rings and your goblets and all your different artifacts that you carried from the church on the top of the suitcase whisk it back but it, hell, it's a tourist event now the helicopters aren't even real
1: anymore they i read that on mount everest at the various camp base camps that you stop along the way there's McDonald's. there's so much human excrement that it's piled up in like huge walls because what at do you the, do with it it's frozen it's frozen there's solid.
3: heat to decompose the poo-poo. Right.
1: It doesn't decompose. It just freezes, and they pile it up in huge piles. So there's giant piles of frozen poo-poo of people. Not yetis. You can't grow frop on this stuff. Or you can probably grow some kind of no-account dirt weed, marijuana or something, but you can't grow frop. Unholy... Not on human, not on frozen Blech. human. And so... So, you know, it's sad how people just have wasted. And, you know, they're talking about putting a tram into the The Grand Canyon. Did you hear about that? The stalactites? You mean the the, the Mennonites? No, no. In fact, the Navajo and uh, or whichever Indians are in control of that section of the Grand Canyon where they have that big uh, glass shelf that you can walk on for $50 and look Mm -hmm. down. They mm-hmm. are seriously considering putting a tram so that anybody can go down to the bottom of the Grand Canyon. Just get and right you on, you know and what sit that's right going down. to mean? Trash and noise and big fat waddling Americans and Asian tourists everywhere. The animals will all go away and someday the Grand Canyon will just be filled with big gulp cartons and Uh, burger wrappers blowing through the wind as it is the Grand Canyon is so grand that I know that I'll never be able to walk down in there because then I'd have to walk back out and I've stood on the I've I've sat halfway a little ways down the trail and watched strapping young people walking out of the Grand Canyon and the pain on their faces (laughs) is how I knew that I would never do that But now they're talking about putting, for money, putting uh, a tram or, you know, a subway, or whatchamacallit. A A
0: conveyance.
1: A conveyance, a train that Um, goes down from the top to the bottom of the Grand Canyon so that the waddling obese Americans and other tourists can suck their thumbs while they shuffle along going, Meh, it's hot down here. Why should air condition this place. Meh. Because people are spoiled, foul, ugly things whose lives are naught but an endless succession of vile tasks.
3: (laughs) I must say, as a personal reflection, I visited Chaco Canyon one time, and the thousand to couple how many thousand year old trail, which is very straight but very narrow, was damaged while I was there. By a bus full of stupid German tourists. Nothing oh against my. Deutschland. But it's like, hey, you will go. Say, okay, let's go, you know? And you're like, no, man, it's hard for one car to go on this trail. And everybody suggests you use the regular, you know, 20th century asphalt trail that extends all the way around, but isn't the old one. But they let you go on it. And the tribal elders, of which there aren't any, it's the park system.
2: Told well, them and
3: the, that they had no right or left or
1: shoes. Well, you know, Dave, you're right about it. the The tribal elders have pretty much been replaced by tribal politicians who run for the office of president or chief of the tribe. And they're yeah. just like every other kind of politician. And yeah, the corruption God. within tribal organizations is one of the biggest problems that our Native American brothers and sisters have. It's not just problems from outside, from the pink man, but the but the fellow red man sometimes is uh, spitting a bunch of red man all over the place, so to speak. It's not a kind North of Eden? chaw tobacco. I think so. Corruption is I mean, everywhere. Red man. Yeah. Uh, you easy know, easy everything everywhere gets. In our land. The conspiracy lives inside even the most devout and pure subgenius. <laughs> it's kind of a contradiction <laughs> no, no, no. in terms there. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> yeah. You know, but I
3: mean.
1: You know, we, we run into the same silly, stupid office politics even within our nice little harmless cult. Harmless. Uh, until next that is. <laughs> when our brothers from the stars shall come and give us the weapons we have long awaited
2: that we may
1: meet out vengeance on the insensate meat puppets we call humans. <laughs> <laughs> My hurts again. Will be yeah, there, yeah. Uh, just
3: a short while. You will be fine as wine in supper time. Uh, just relax and uh, <laughs> tell us more about the antiquities and uh, about your, your own life at home. Were you a coddled child, Stan, or were you a, a reasonably good boy?
1: I was a cobbled child. They chewed like me like a horse. Uh, <laughs> and they built the shoes they nailed the shoes around my feet and said now go and walk my son actually we were talking to pappy today that's my father he's About uh, 86 and he said i he said what did he say he basically was explaining why i was stupid because he <laughs> had imparted to me certain arcane and uh, uh, occult secrets that he essentially made me, rather than the sharpest, sharpest hunting knife, instead into a wooden stirring spoon. Dull and soft. My father doesn't give me all that much respect, it's funny.
3: Well, I would say such high-winded or long, you know, when it comes to breaking wind, your father is probably one of the most uh, supreme aristocrats in the entire universe.
1: Uh, uh, Well, (laughs) well, you might say the apple don't fall far from a tree. Well, apples
3: are are good for feeding horses and making them do you-know-what, and that's what we're doing right now. But I was talking specifically about where to get such high-minded occult ideas. I mean, is this some sort of... uh, do you have to wear one of them conical
1: hats? No, my father was saying the opposite, that because he had inculcated me as a child with certain arcane and occult garbage, that that was why I was so dumb. He <laughs> loves to, he, he cannot, he just cannot, you know, grant me any uh, slack in terms of... Well, you know, we ought to show him this book. A good look, Pappy. This 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 uh, learned this scholar in a dang university somewhere, done wrote up a fancy book about how smart we is. Yes, you should show that to him. And well, you know what he'll do? He'll skim through it and go, "Well, how come there's not more color pictures? They didn't spend <laughs> <No>. <laughs> much money on this, now, did they? You know, that's you know, he just says, I do know. I love my father, and I think that he truly loves me, oh, despite yes. my. Uh, what he considers to be idiocy, because he keeps saying, he kept saying, now Ivan, you need to learn from that uh, uh, Billy Graham and and uh, uh, Jim Baker and, and Jim Jones and some of these other successful televangelists and make your church's subgenius fancier so you can get more money more out money, of you know? And I-, I was going, well, but. But Pappy, well, that was what Dr. Axe originally wanted us to do, was to rip off stupid people like all the other religions did. And I, I was going, no, no, we want to rip off the nice people, not the stupid people. <laughs> so and he never understood that. No,
0: he never got the part where you can't keep a straight I face. I can't
3: believe a lawyer would not understand that. Oh,
0: problem. he
1: does. He he under, he understood it. It's just that because it was his son that did it, he always has to do the one-upmanship, you see. I think that's yeah. really odd, but... I'm kind of stuck in between my son and my dad, who both are constantly proving to me how much better they are at everything. <laughs> No, seriously. I know. Well, I have to laugh. It's just bizarre. To be, to I used to work. I used to cook for the family, you know, puschetti and chili and stuff. Well, my son decided to become a gourmet cook. He he, he makes sushi and things like that. Really, oh, really fancy stuff. Oh, he
0: makes amazing things.
1: It's, it's just it's just to prove that his dad doesn't know how to cook. I used to make yeah, movies. Remember, I, have- I was like a filmmaker. Well, he's a, I was a film editor. He's a, he's in the Directors Guild. Mm-hmm. He lives in Los Angeles, Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they they all, they're motivated. My whole family's motivated by how to make poor old Grandpa Stang feel inadequate. <laughs> but I won't listen to him because I'm a sub genius. We're not as smart as geniuses. We're sub geniuses. We're not we're we're better just because, not because we're smarter or better looking. We mental just A because, mental just because, that's all. Cause oh. why? That's why. Cause why? Cause. Uh-huh. Cause. <laughs> hey, did our music finally end? No, that oh, was just uh, so sort you, of
0: gently was, faded um, away.
1: I use this uh, CD because it is t- 40 minutes of nonstop music by. People who uh, slayed Pink's for Charlie Manson. It's from the soundtrack album of the film Lucifer Rising. Kenneth oh, Anger's man. unbelievably boring art movie. Oh, it is. It's so good. He saw me walk out of the theater. I was so bored. He gave me that autograph poster. That's another autograph we have. Yes. Kenneth Anger. He gave mm-hmm. me a poster. And he gave me the record album of this and then I said, went into the theater and watched several of his famous underground movies and when it, they were so dull and then when it came and pretentious and artsy-fartsy and pompous and then, then Lucifer Rising starts up and it's like and I thought I need to sneak out of here but I hope the famous director Kenneth Anger doesn't see me but he did and then when I ran into him again 10 years later I said hey could we use your music on the hour of slack and he said no it's sacred music recorded in a prison by Bobby Bousselil, Charles Manson's minion. And you can't use it for any Subgenius stuff. So
0: So the anger in Kenneth Anger came out. going be even angrier now because I just played
1: that home record in the background on a stupid Subgenius shirt. in the face
3: of reason. Hello.
1: What? Hello. What?
0: What? Hello.
1: Hello. What? What?
0: What's happening?
1: Is this the theological hotline? <laughs> How can we make you hot?
3: <laughs> well, I, uh, as just a question of controversy over the last few millennia, I've always wondered if, if Dobbs, and perhaps doesn't uh, uh, recreate himself over every generation for the last few. If he doesn't just uh, become a new thing for uh, uh, time. And then becomes
1: an old thing, becomes a new thing. We self-renewal, like a oh, host oh, lapis or... Oh, mm, 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 mm. I don't know what the heck that guy, that boy's going on about. I don't know nothing. Yeah, and I don't know where that alien voice came from either. I think well, he... that was Dave's tape recorder, wasn't it? Was it? Was it? Hey, I have. Uh, it's getting near to the end of show, and we haven't played much music, but I have some new music from uh, Reverend Byrne, uh, his last name is Bridges, Reverend Byrne mm-hmm. Bridges, and I think he's an American, but he's in Germany. Reverend what of, Bridges? What do you think of that, Princess Leigh? He's in, he, I think he's in Ber- Berlin.
0: And his name is
1: Bern, 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 Bridge. Bern Bridges. Bern Bridges, I like and, it. And uh, he did this, it's a this, good name. He sent three pieces of anti-music for Bob of which I'm going to play one for three minutes starting in two minutes. And ah. that'll be the end of our show. <laughs> so I, there, I've two done that. From now. Yeah, two minutes from now, I will play this. And it's very, it's quite different. Hmm. It's neat. I might want it's to listen new. to some of that, even though I'm not participate. but I may want right. to uh, I'll leave you, linger to... I'll leave you on, but potted down. Like a potted pot. plant. I was
3: only someone would pot my plant. Someone would plant it deep in the earth when it needs to be. Where the sun can shine and the moon can whisper soft things in my head one 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 evening one 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 evening i think it was at
0: the end of april uh, sometime like this no, no, i'm sorry i didn't know dave. that the sun could shine when your roots were way down there
1: well when they plant you dave rest assured i will come and water you Wow, that's you know, so sweet. You, you will even leave droppings, I suppose, too. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, froth grows on the graves of dead holy men and well, yetis, I am- and yeti droppings. And uh, between your holiness uh, planted in the ground and my droppings, maybe we can grow some decent frappy on that thing, on your <laughs> skellington. But Dave what, what it will
3: avail, Stan? It, it won't avail the universe or the the world anything. It, it will not avail it.
1: Right. It will all yeah. come to no avail. Oh, yeah, oh. but but at least I, it'll save me an extra trip to the bathroom. Let's put it that way. Friends, you're listening well, to the Subgenius Radio Ministry Hour of Slack from the Church of the Subgenius. Uh, you can write for more information. Those of you in prison. From uh, Seb Genius, that's Post Office Box 181417, Cleveland Heights, Ohio, 44118. Praise Bob. Hey, that Monster Bob. Hunter music went really good. Yeah. That. that worked. Yeah, it was perfect. Thank you, thank you. Yes, it was an excellent cue. That's some orchestra in Japan doing the Monster Hunter yes, video yes, game I know. theme. I think that was the fifth anniversary album. There should be a new anniversary album coming out. They, they, it's a big deal in Japan. I'm a monster hunter. We'll play that song. Okay, okay we have a song we have to play. Okay, Dave, I'm going to start fading you out. I'm going to fade down that music.
3: I've been faded. I've been feeling faded for the most of the evening. I, I think it was um, those giant things you gave me, the water. Little, uh,
1: and coming up, burn bridges.
0: Oh, don't feel faded, Dave. You've got to live
3: your life in excess Till the arrival of the exit With the rule over your eyes No need of God's approval Just start this stuff removal NJR Bob Dobs <laughs> The teeth standings of the Yeti Watch the pinks turn into confetti On the morning of X day You can Water winner, but there's a deity that's better. It's J.R. Bob Job. The Job. The Sun. So, yes. Slack. Lots of yes, sex on yes, my Until it's it it It's a fate founded in commerce The bleeding head of Arnold Palmer. Any slack for the ordained?
1: <coughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: can I make you hot?